and welcome everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path through the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the way to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcott. Joining me for this episode, as always, Mr. Paris Lilly. Paris, what's up, man? What is going on? Captain America, the Ooh. first Avenger. I, I have to say, I was not a Captain America fan as a kid. This was the movie that started to win me over. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And the man who rounds out our trio here, sitting in that third chair, Swain. Swain, what's up, man? We have arrived. The expanded <laughs> Avengers universe yes. starts here. That's right, it does. With Captain so, America. So as you can tell here, if you're tuning into this episode, we are talking about Captain America, the first Avenger on this episode. A lot was leading up to this film. You know, this was the one right, pretty much... Bringing the whole gang together, even though the whole gang isn't in this film, this was the last of them that we needed to see in little, the MCU leading up. piece for the puzzle. Yep, the final piece. Uh, so let's jump in here, guys, and do something that we started on the last episode, where we give a brief little summary on the plot of the movie. So, Sweet, I'm going to throw it to you. What, what's the plot of Captain America, the first Avenger? All right, I got this. Skinny guy takes super serum, smacks Red Skull to Vormir. And takes a 70-year nap. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Done. That, that just about sums it up, man, for sure. We, should, we probably don't really need to do a podcast. No, we're done. That. Yeah, we're about a, a minute yeah. 40. We're done. We, we can wrap it up right here. Uh, but yeah, so this is a, a uh, one of the best, man. I mean, it, for me, it's, it's just one of the ones that I think I'm the most nostalgic for when I go back mm-hmm. to. Because I think I'm kind of like you, Paris, again. And we, it, that's kind of the trend, I think, with all these movies. is like a lot of people weren't really Avengers fans. You know, and nobody I talked to was really an Avengers fan until we started seeing these movies. And, you know, this one, when you go back, one of my favorite things about it is seeing Chris Evans as the skinny dude. Like you said, Swain, when you see that... In this movie, it is just so classic to see him as this skinny guy. I, I love it. Steve Rogers, nice and skinny. It's, it's hilarious. It's a really, uh, it's a really good take on on like the very beginning, like to see that transformation yeah. happen yep. um, between on with Steve Rogers. Um, but I, I've finally been able to get in the rhythm of watching director's cuts, and this one was a good one. They kind of go through their location. Uh, like all of their sets they had like 150 different like set pieces for this movie wow and one of the things they talk a lot about is uh filming the before with with steve uh they had one person who was body double that they used for certain scenes they also would film separate scenes with all the characters in some uh situations where like it would just be like steve rogers and then he'd be talking to no one and then they would bring in that other person and like do their lines in the same area and then they would <laughs> scale him down and put him back into the scene with the other person so it was a lot of like moving Crazy. pieces they would also even do a thing where the other actor would be like so uh Chris Evans would be wearing like little dots where his eyes would be Oh, okay. on like the shorter character yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other actor would have to focus on that key like oh i'm going to be looking at this part of him because right. that's where his eyes will be <clears throat> right is it was a very interesting take on it well 
it was not a take, but it was a very interesting behind the scenes look at like how they did it. It was a lot of like patchwork, and they they were really excited because like uh, the scene where he comes out of the the old capsule, uh, they're like he, we could finally stop having to worry about filming like <laughs> two different versions of them at this point because like oh that's that's the one we've been filming this whole time and had to make them really skinny. Did they say did they do them? in order because you know a lot of movies will just film the scenes just depending on where they it do the, the wasn't entirely in order but the the a lot of the uh the scenes that are in like army barracks and all that were all done in the same area ah gotcha paris what do you think of the uh, early steve rogers in uh in this well, movie? everything he just explained i did not know this at all so <laughs> I, I actually thought this was early technology like they used in civil war and what they're going to use yeah. for um captain marvel you know where, where robert downey jr de-aged himself and mm-hmm. you know they're going to do the same with sam jackson i thought this was that early tech i didn't realize they had a body double for him i had no clue so, so that's actually they, pretty they crazy. had a body double but they they ended up really running into trouble because he has very specific mannerisms that like when he's talking it's much better to have him for everything yeah. So like they ended up preferring they still use the body double for certain things. And in a lot of other sequences, like they realized that he was strong enough as like their stunt doubles. And oh, like really? they would be like, oh, we're going to have stunt double because they had a, a gymnastics like someone who was a gymnast be a stunt double for Captain America. And they run into an issue like a problem where like. Chris Evans could just do this stuff just right. as well. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, well, we're just going to use him for this. But the stunt double, you don't have to worry about it this time. You'll only do the really dangerous stuff. That's funny. Well, now, I have to say this. I'll just, I know this is skipping ahead a little bit, but um, I'm 45 years old. I've been married to my lovely wife for 20, what are we at? 22 years at this point. And I have three beautiful children. But when he steps out of the freaking chamber, when he <laughs> gets the super total seven, and I saw how swollen he was, my heart skipped a beat too. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, man. I give him so much, Chris Evans, the you know the actor, so much props that the shape, the diet, the workouts that he has to be in to be Captain America, yep. and the uh, fact that he has ma- maintained it. it. Yeah, in that, in that behind the scenes with when he was about to do the capsule, they're like he got on the ground and did like fifty push-ups in oh, nine seconds. I just he's too. like he'd been training all of yeah. this time just for this, scene. just for that moment. It's great. Well, you know, what's funny if you look at, I mean, all these characters in our minds, like even you think of Robert Downey as he's always going to be Tony Stark, but there's something about Captain America that is just beyond the films. You know, the image of Captain America means so much to so many people. He mm-hmm. is just a, a symbol of America, you know, so the casting of Chris Evans, I mean, that's what's so cool. I think about him is he just even the actor, Chris Evans, he, he represents so much just so many people and he's handled it well you know you, you don't ever really and maybe i just haven't seen it but you never hear of really any controversial things he's doing or you know paparazzi getting into everything like he really seems to be somebody who has taken on the role and he's he's done it well, well he's, through this 100 real life captain america at this point yeah yeah he is. <laughs> and, 
And he it. embraces the like you said, he embraces the role and the responsibility of being Captain America. And he does so many things for like with children, exactly. goes to children yeah. hospitals yep. and he goes as Captain America. I mean, yep. he totally gets it. So which is so awesome. Yep. Yeah, and I think really, talking. What were you say? Was it, they really go into it in the movie behind the like the director stuff. I love the director stuff. It's, it's so good for the especially this one. Um, but they go into it and they talk about how like perfect he would be in the scenes. He wouldn't require much directing because he was just hitting all of the right vibes they were going for when it comes awesome. to a Captain America. And they would just like be like, oh, he was great because all we would have to do is like he'd be in the right direction. We just point him a little bit in one and say, this is where we want you to go. And he'd he'd be right there like being like, oh, this is how I think it would it would work. And like uh, a great uh, scene in my opinion, one of the, the greatest scenes of this movie uh, is when he is doing the Captain America bit. At <laughs> yeah. the, but he's doing it at, in front of all of like the like actual soldiers. Yeah. And they're just like pelting him with fruit. Yeah. And like he comes away from that and he's just like, I'm just like this like puppet circus almost. circus animal yeah. for the for the government. Like what is going on? And he then he realizes like oh, there's something happening with, like, someone I know right now. And he, like, flips the switch from, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go take care of this myself. Yep. That's, well, like, one of my favorite scenes. I like, too, because you, you have the whole development of his character almost up to that point. I mean, obviously, when he kind of gets sidetracked by this whole circus show thing or stage show they're putting on with him. But early on, one of the first scenes you see of him is in that movie theater. And there's um, the reel that's that's on the, the screen. And the guy keeps saying, like, come on, just show the movie. We want to show the movie. And he's telling the guy, like, hey, be quiet. And he's just a little scrawny guy. And then, of course, the giant man oh, yeah. stands up, shows him the alleyway, basically just getting his butt kicked. But he just keeps standing up. He gets knocked out. I can out do this all day. stands right back up. I mean, that is just classic. And that's why, in the end, that's why he gets chosen to be the the one. You know, what what's his name? Uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character. It says, you know, he's not the one. Why why him? And he's like, well, it's more than just being a physical um, specimen uh, to be the one to, to become the super soldier. It's really what's inside, essentially. And that's he's a hero. The perfect, the perfect oh. little explanation is when he throws the, the grenade. Yep. Yep. He jumps that's on it. That's it. To a T. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about it wasn't about his physical. I mean, he was willing to sacrifice himself. Yep. You know, to save everyone, and that's what Captain America was all about. And even the the doctor that gives him the super soldier serum, I'm blanking on the name right now, basically says that that that's why he was picked. Yep. You know, not not for the grenade, but just who he is and why he would sacrifice himself. And remember, they were going through the whole montage of him. He kept trying to get into the military to serve, and he <laughs> yeah. kept getting denied. You know, because it meant that much to him during that time of World yep. War II. You know, he wanted to serve. His Even country. to the point where they're on a blind date, right at this big like thing, yeah. and he sees the sign and he's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm going over there." And you know, of course, yep. Bucky's just like, "All right, well, we'll see you later." Um, I don't know, and that's where we get our first glimpse of Sebastian Stan as Bucky, also in this, mm -hmm. right? Which you know, he obviously looks completely different when we see him later on in the MCU. Um, but we see him early on in this film, obviously being much taller than, than uh, Steve Rogers. But then I love it when you see him later when he saves him. But he, he's the one actually looking up, you know, to Captain later on in the movie. It's it's awesome when he saves him. Um, let's see what else do we want to talk about with this. Let's talk. Well, I, go ahead. I, I I would just say this to me to me the whole MVP of of the the film 
is Haley Atwell, is Peggy Carter. I, I absolutely oh, yeah. love Peggy Carter. I love so much so that, you know, they gave her her own show, which, yep. you know, and I, I was a fan. I was watching it. I was watching every episode until they canceled it. But uh, I thought she just did such a fantastic job as Peggy Carter. She was, she was you know, this was what, the 1930s, 40s. She's this strong woman in a male-dominated era, but she stood out amongst everyone. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't just the the damsel in distress that's in love Not with Captain all. America. Nope. You know, she was a strong, independent. Like, what was it when you know he first gets the the super soldier serum, and you know they they do the assassination of the doctor, and the chase is on. She's the one leading the charge. Yeah, you know, not not him because that's that's just who he, who she was. Yeah, absolutely. And that loved shot it. she takes when the car is pulling away, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's just yep. like bang. I mean, this is yep. a pistol she's holding. This is like a sniper rifle. Like perfectly takes a driver My- out. I mean, it's crazy. And then My- she even says the captain, you know, because he knocks her out of the way. She's like, I had him. Like I was gonna shoot him. Like why did you get me? My favorite Peggy Carter moment is like it really drives home her character is when. Cap gets the shield for the first time and he's like holding up. He's like checking it out and like Howard Stark's explaining what it is. Yeah. Like that's all of the vibranium we have right there. And she like comes in the room and she's still, you can tell she's still a little pissed about the, uh, cause he was making the, out with that, uh, the making out with, yep. yeah. And, uh, she just picks up the pistol and, sh- and sh- shoots him three times <laughs> with the yeah. shield. It was like, Oh man. All right. Don't yeah. mess with her. I, I would totally, I, I wouldn't put it past them to do a small little series to tie that show up when it, Disney Plus comes out. Because I know they're also trying to get um, Chris Evans to direct. Direct. Yeah, do some direction. So yeah. That hmm. would be a cool little uh, everybody's around kind of let's let's do this. Yep, let's so do they, it. They like this whole little like environment of like people filming all of these things all the time that like. The future is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's another thing from from this is Dominic Cooper as Howard's young Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. And just that whole relate because it again, it all ties back to then later on, obviously, where you see Tony has this animosity for Cap was because of how much his dad admired cap but you know back then and the relationship that they had and it all goes together and then obviously you you tie in peggy carter and the early days of basically them creating shield and there's so many stories they could tell from that era that like you said they were they were starting to tell with peggy carter but you know they never got a chance to finish yep i love too how much you get to see um you know howard stark just kind of how he parallels with Tony. Like he, he creates this, you know, he has a nice little stage show and they bring out the car and he, he mentions like, you know, what if we could you know, fly your car like this? And the car goes up and of course it malfunctions. And he's like, I didn't say you were going to be doing that now. Like it was this, this, that just seemed like something <laughs> Tony would do or he would come out with something at the Stark Expo and then it would just obviously, you know, mess up and fail. But um, I love how they, they made him very much like Tony. So you can kind of see how they um, yeah. analogous to each other. Uh, let's talk about Hugo Weaving in this movie as Red Skull, as Johann Schmidt. I mean, he, again, amazing casting, of course. I mean, the guy has been in so many other movies, you know, The, the Matrix. What else? Uh, he's been in Lord of the Rings. A uh, bunch of movies that people have seen him in. Um, and he's, again, just an awesome villain in this movie as the Red Skull. And the Red Skull, for me, when I would read the comics, was always almost a joke type character. Like, yeah. I would see the <laughs> picture of him and I'm like, who the heck is this villain? But... Putting Hugo Weaving at the helm of it, it just and even the way they made him look, he looked awesome. This is way going through the director's cut for the makeup, 
did they do anything digitally to his nose? Because I'm trying to look at him. Like, did they actually pull his nose up under that, or did they <laughs> there's somehow? A, there's a bit of they, uh, they go into it a right? little bit. There's a little. There's a lot of practical makeup there uh, to make him look that way. But there's also some bit of CGI on okay, that. Okay, because I was like, there had to be something on his nose because it's it's just... especially the whole scene. Like they build up really well towards that reveal. Like they're oh, like. Yeah. They hide it. You have the moment where he's there getting painted. Getting painted, and he's yep. in the dark. At least kind of like off, and you don't really see it quite yet. And it's like, ooh, like the reveal's going to be good. And the, the part where he like just rips off the skin, and he mm-hmm. has like the red skull underneath. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get to see it a little bit when he, like, he has he that punch fist fight yep. with, uh, with Captain America. You're like, oh, it's, oh you're, you're, uh, you're showing a little bit there. <laughs> And uh, that whole scene, though, they were like, um, they talk about it a little bit as far as the reveal goes. They had to, like, fake him pulling something off. And then they also had him, like, to pull off, like, a little bit of, like, a practical, like, effect. No, nothing, like, full, but, like, yeah. it was a whole layer of things to make mm-hmm. that look that good. Um. One of the other things I like kind of just, just involved with, with Red Skull is how you really get this contrast of, um, I mean, not that it's steampunk, because it's not, but where you have this the technology that they're utilizing, you know, with the um, the Tazerac and all that, and just seeing kind of this alien, weird sci-fi technology coupled in with just, here you are in World War II, you know, like we didn't have the tech yeah. back then. It just, I like seeing that. It reminds me of, I mean... Paris, like Wolfenstein, almost. You know how Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. those games that you have this crazy technology that Hitler was working on, and I mean, even in the the movie, him movie itself, like Schmidt says, he's like, you know, the air we've broke. How, how what's he phrase? He phrases something like we've broken away from the air, you know, the Fuhrer or whatever he says. Like basically saying, like, hey, he's doing his thing, but we're really doing the good stuff over here. And uh, it's just cool seeing that contrast, especially when when they do the prison break and they're coming out and they start picking up these weapons and you see everybody doesn't know really what so they like do and they disintegrate shoot disintegrate like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy to see that. I, I really like, I think they did a great job of kind of contrasting that, um, in the movie. Uh, what do you think of just some of the, I guess the fight scenes? I mean, Captain America, whenever you see him in the comics, he's always jumping over things and, and soaring and throwing <laughs> the shield and all that. And I think they did a great job capturing oh, that. Oh, they, Right. Fantastic, because that that was kind of the the signature thing. Now, and we obviously see it uh, evolve even more as MCU moves on. Just Cap throwing that shield, man. Like, and I then have... you know, we get the culmination with Spider Man in Civil War. He goes, that thing doesn't follow the the the, 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 no, the laws <laughs> of physics. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's a there's I have a quite the love of Captain America and how he deals with people, and like just like the utter disregard for like how much strength he can put out. Yeah. He just does not care. My favorite Captain America move is just running full speed and just like smacking someone out the way. Yep. He loves to do that. Wow. And then we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to uh, Winter the Winter Soldier. Soldier. We'll Winter Soldier that. has my favorite moment <laughs> yep. of that. But he does that a few times in this movie where he just like, he's like just running past people, smack them, throw them, like yep. just kind of like get them out my way. Um, but one of the director's uh, cut director's uh, commentary things, they were saying he wanted to limit the amount of times Cap threw the shield, because it, if you do it too much, it ends up being like this like end all solution yeah, for everything. Yeah. Like he's just throwing like, it like Voltron with the blazing sword. 
yeah, you, you don't want to. Of course, it's like a little overpowered, but like you don't want to do it all the time. And they want it there to be like this focus on if there's another weapon to use first, he's going to use it. And if it's his fist, if it's a something pistol. he can like throw at someone, he has a pistol for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So like it, he's going to use all the weapons at his disposal. If it's someone else's gun against them, he's going to use it. Uh, the last last thing he's going to do is like, throw a shield. Hmm. So. That's yeah, it was. It's a. It's oh man. I love. <laughs> I love the shield, <laughs> and it's such a bummer in Infinity War when he doesn't have it and he has yeah. the like the yep. Wakandan shields on his arm. <sighs> He'll well, have not 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 to delve too far into the future, but just as we're recording this, they we just saw the Super Bowl spot for the Avengers Endgame uh, trailer, and you see Cap's hand trembling, and he sinks up the shield. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I got excited. I got so mm-hmm. excited. I'm like, Cap, Cap, Cap is back. Cap got his <laughs> shield. And, and I bring that up because, like I said, going back to the time when this came out, I was so unsure if I would like Captain America. I just didn't know. I didn't know if he would be believable because we got to remember. And I and I was saying this leading into the Avengers that Robert Downey Jr. was such a dominant character tony stark was such a dominant character Mm -hmm. how would captain america ever be believable as the leader of the avengers with him there he's gonna chew every scene that he's in and credit again to chris evans what he did with this character i believe captain america i believe in him i believe he's the leader in everything that they say about out of all of the characters they've uh released at up to this point um there's three that like if anything happened to them, I would get so emotional. This Endgame's gonna be tough on me. It's gonna be it's gonna be a <laughs> rough movie. I'm gonna ball my eyes out to to that movie. Uh, it's Captain America, it's Tony Stark, and it's Spider Man. Like yeah. those three characters, like have like really, they're the like one of my favorite version. They're the best versions that they you are. can have of them. So yep. yeah, I. I that uh the spider-man scene in Infinity war really got me <laughs> <laughs> yeah my son that was that that wasn't i know we're a little off topic but like my son was bawling when that happened right yeah. and and i told him everything's gonna be okay and i explained the story for me as a kid or basically the same age 1986 it was akin to when they killed optimus prime i was, I was a transformers hot movie I, I was a hot mess <laughs> in the theater when that happened it's the same exact thing but but another thing I wanted to bring up was I love the montage with the Howling Commandos as they're just tearing through, yep. you know, all the soldiers. And you're just seeing all the montage scenes of them, you know, taking over bases and doing everything I had to do. I love that group that they had. And then obviously that culminates with another. And again, I did not know this at the time. I will fully admit this. When Bucky gets thrown off the train, you have the, the brief moment there where he's holding the shield. And that was a hint towards him eventually, you know, becoming yeah. Winter Soldier and, and, and you know, one day becoming Captain America himself. Had no clue when I saw it at the time <laughs> because I, I did not yeah. know Captain America crazy. back then. I, did, I didn't know yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, like I told you, man, I think we talked about this on like the, the first episode or shortly thereafter. Like the whole Winter Soldier story was like 05, 06. So it was even still fairly new, even just in the Marvel Universe in the grand scheme of comic books. Um, so, you know, the Winter Soldier coming into this was, you know, just just awesome that they did. I mean, Bucky had obviously been in the, the universe for a while, but to bring him back, the reveal that he is the Winter Soldier was a big deal. 
you know, mm-hmm. in the, the mid two thousands, which was which was crazy. Which you it's know, and it is even like I said to my wife when we were because she watched it with me. We were watching. It, I was like, the smartest thing they ever did with Captain America was just this storyline of him being frozen in time because that wasn't always the story of captain america i mean the story was he was the world war ii you know hero and they just kind of carried him forward and it wasn't until they did this whole like hero frozen in time storyline that it just i think skyrocketed him where so many people like us now just love captain america because it's such a great concept take this hero who is from the 40s and put him into the future now essentially because the ending of this movie is great and i and i love even the fact how he picks up on the game he you know he's, oh, he says yeah. to the woman like where am i and she's like oh you're you know at, at a hospital blah 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 and he's like no i'm not where am i and he just keeps asking her and she's like well why do you say that and he's like because that baseball game that, or that game that's on the radio i was at that game and that happened and, and you know he spits the date out and i just i love that they show just how you know uh i guess aware he is of his surroundings and that shows smart, how why he's such a good too. fighter right because he, he's able to perceive everything around him yeah mm-hmm. um they, uh, they really put a lot of like this is this is where they start to hit their stride. They're putting a lot of like leads towards things, little mm-hmm. hints, Easter eggs. They're really throwing it all. Like the like you said, the shield. Like Bucky picking That's up the huge. shield. That's that may not like they may not have had a plan at that moment, but they're like, No, we could do this real fun. Like just have this real quick moment hinting at the Winter Soldier. And uh there's even another scene <clears throat> um where Zola is like sh- shoving papers into mm-hmm. uh, into his little bag, and if, for a very brief moment, you see the comic book version of like Zola, where it's being carried around by the android, like the big <gasps> body. Oh, I missed. Like, totally missed. There's that. like wow. a yeah, there's yeah. like a little diagram like on the table that he puts in the bag, that's like that, and it's huh. like oh, that's just a little hint towards what it's been like in the comics. Like, it doesn't exactly play egg. that way out huh. in the the movies, but it's it's little nods like that. Yeah, what do you think of him? That actor's pretty good, man. And whenever yeah, I, I was, see I him was, in anything, yeah. he's always mm-hmm. just this little creepy, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to say that, but he is. He always plays just these characters that is always very just nefarious, you know? And, yeah, and Toby, this Toby Jones. Perfect. Yeah, Toby Jones is his name. Yeah, he, yeah I loved him. And obviously... Oh, I have so much to talk about when we get to Winter Soldier, but yeah, I, I love the character. It's gonna be a long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the best one. So it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where's our man Stan Lee in this one, guys? He's a general in this he is. one. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Classic, classic Stan in there. I, th- I think so far up to this point, what do you think his best role was? I, I liked him in Thor. Like going back and kind of seeing it, I just think it was just funny him trying to drive that truck. Just maybe crack up, man. I, I actually have a tie for for my two favorite Stan Lees, and I know we're jumping ahead. Up to this point, though, I'm talking about. Oh, up to this, oh, oh, up to up, this point. Okay, no, no, I'm saying up ahead. to this point as we're going through. Honestly, the the very first one with Iron Man. You think so? Just just yeah. just the fact that he was the Hugh Hefner of doppelganger. Yeah, I always that's like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Iron Man two one's good too. Like where where he plays. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking on who he uh, is supposed to look like. Uh, the late night talk like uh, interviewer. Not Dick Cavett. Um, no, uh, what looks just like. Uh, oh man, I'm messing up now. I don't know who you're, I know which one. And Iron Man Two. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think up. who he was in that. Who wasn't he? Hugh Hefner in Iron Man Two. No, no he was Hugh Hefner in the first one. In Iron Man One. Oh god, uh, you, you got to Google it now. Yeah, I'm googling it. Oh, he's playing Larry King. Ah, uh, okay. 
So he's yeah. he's not playing him, but he looks like he looks right. like Larry King. He's got like the suspenders on and everything. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what do you what do you think of Cap's end in this? Because you know you look at I, I want to know what's the time frame from when he becomes Captain America. He does his first mission to then we see him go on all those missions and they're kind of fighting their way to the base to him then basically sacrificing himself. Do we know is there is there some sort of time frame of him being? The true Captain America is the hero. Like, is it? Is it a? It, I mean, obviously the movie. It's it's it seems quick, uh, but it had to have been what, so just a handful of months, lo- and then that's it. It looks like it kind of spans the whole movie. Kind of spans like a few years. Okay, like two two or so years because it starts off in forty two, and they are in late nineteen forty three. Yeah, so the reason I say that is it's just, you know, you think of him as Captain America. It's like, I mean, he really, in the grand scheme, really wasn't Captain America that long. And then he sacrificed himself, but he made such a big impact on everyone, you know, in that war era. He was the one that they all held up, that they all fought for. And then even afterwards, they probably held him up and and fought in his name, essentially. Well, a big part of it is uh, he was used a lot for, like, the not propaganda yeah so like selling war bonds yep and pumping up the you know the american people and troops and so he was like he was all all over everything at that point so like kind of like in everyone's face yeah and that's memorable no matter what i think one of the best parts about captain america is that is like the true real world story as well. <laughs> you know, Captain yeah. America mm-hmm. wasn't only just the comic book where you would read and he's fighting Nazis. It's like he, he, the character itself was also used, you know? So in the books, he's doing that. And in the movie, they show him doing that. But then the book itself in the real world was used to sell war bonds and that. I mean, it's just such a cool concept. And that's why we said Chris Evans taking I on that mantle love, of being Captain America is. I love huge that they for carry that forward into like Spider Man, where it's like, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's him. Him, him like, class in that. <laughs> given the like the pep talks and like yeah. the gym class instructionals that's so good yeah <laughs> I, we don't see that though in any other like i would love if they did that you know in the like a, a ne- the next captain america movie or whatever like they do something like that well i guess we're not going to get that now but if we were able to get that like him having to film those uh, like I, or if there was like deleted scenes somewhere of Cap like having to do that, you know, like if they go go through all the the events of Civil War or whatever, and then or prior to that, and then he's got to go ahead and do the, uh, you know, these little uh, promos. It's kind of funny. Um, let's talk about, I guess, the post credit scene. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. I, I, oh! We we got to back up. Well, we we got to back up. What are we to, backing up to, to? Basically, the you know the the end of the movie. Oh, true. You know, where, right, right, where right. Cap. Cap and Red Skull go at it in the plane. Well, well, even before that, you know, Cap the the fight and you know Peggy with the last dance and, and yep. all that. And <clears throat> think about it: this was our first introduction to one of the Infinity Stones, the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. That's what this was all about, yep. you know. And they fight over the Tesseract, and the Tesseract, like like Swain said earlier, transports him off to Red Skull off to Vormir, and Cap makes the sacrifice. You know, to save everybody and downs the plane and and goes into the ice. And that obviously sets up everything that, that you're talking about coming here into the uh, post credit scene. Yep. Uh, so this that, post, I mean, that's a really cool scene, though. Like the. Yeah. Oh, it like, totally it's is. It's so forward thinking that like now looking back, like it's like, oh, man, that is like, oh, like 
it may have been like kind of cool in the moment, but like going back and seeing his influence in Infinity War is like, oh man, that like him being trans like it, it wasn't look it it looks kind of like he's like pretty much evaporated because of the Infinity Stone, but you do get that moment where he looks like he's beaming beamed into space. Yeah. And it's like at that moment you didn't think anything about it. You just thought he was dead. So it's nice to see him come back around. Yep, he definitely came back. Which in the Infinity War, he, it wasn't Hugo Weaving, right? It was no, not. it was not. No, there's a dude from The Walking Dead that does. Uh, he does great impersonations of people. So he did yes, a, yeah. a great Hugo Weaving because yep. I I did at watching I it in it the theater. Him. Yeah, I thought it was Hugo Weaving. There's I really a, did. There's a really really good, really well researched, uh, Reddit uh, theory about the Red Skull being at the center of a lot of what happens going forward as Mephisto. Ooh. That'd I'll send it to you. It's all good. Right. It's a good read. Hmm. I wonder, is there, any, is there any tie to that, like, in the books at all, by chance or anything? Or is it just somebody just saying, like, eh, we gotta have Mephisto in it? There's a there's a lot hinted at already. Okay. That kind of, like, ooh. Like, even I was just like, that's... that's That might be some. Hmm. So... I'll look it up and I'll send it. We'll talk when once we watch Endgame. We'll talk as to where things may be going. Yeah. Next yeah. and who? Because who's the next big bad? You got to have that big bad. Like, what do you do after Thanos? You know, it's. We'll talk about it. We'll get there here at some point. Uh, but let's talk about you the post credits scene. Introduce scrolls for no and reason. I, well, I that's true. Yeah, and you can bring the Fantastic Four in. I guess now they got Fox and all that. Um, yeah. Although, let's talk about Chris Evans. That that was my original hurdle with this movie. I was like, dude, that's the that's the Human Torch. <laughs> That's not Captain America. Like, what is this? Like, Human it's the Torch starts a pound. The Human Torch Redemption series uh, yeah. when it comes to Marvel. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like uh, who's the guy? Can't, Ryan Reynolds. His uh, what? Green Lantern. His redemption is <laughs> yeah. being Deadpool now. So there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so the post-credit scene we have Nick Fury approaching Rogers, basically proposing a mission to him. You know, this big worldwide mission, and then we just got like a preview for the Avengers, right? Isn't that? Yep, that's it was a preview. Much Kind of all you get, which definitely well, got me hyped you, at the time. Well, even remember before that, Steve wakes up and they have him in a room where he still thinks he's in the 1940s. Right, yeah. And then, and yep. Steve figures out that something's With not the right. And then, yep. Yeah, and then he runs out and he's on the street. He's looking out on the street, like in confused, like, where the hell am I? Because he's out, yeah, he's like in Times Square or whatever. And then, yeah, then that sets up the whole thing. We go to the Avengers montage. Which definitely got me hyped, man. When I saw, oh that yeah, <laughs> at, at the time, oh man, that was that was everything, you know, to have that. But w- one thing I do want to go back to because I mentioned briefly is, you know, Peggy, his relationship with Peggy. They clearly were in love with each other. Um, he never got to culminate anything with her truly, no. except they were going to have that dance. And then you know he says over the the radio, you got to that her, you kiss know, as he was about to jump. In the yeah, line, that's yeah. right, that's right. He did and get it that. It was like the. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're wasting which, time. <laughs> which, which, by the way, another character we didn't really give a lot of love to was, was uh, Tommy Lee Jones as oh, a yeah. colonel in He's that. Great. I mean, he, I, yeah, I thought he was great. But that relationship with, with Cap, Peggy, and we've obviously seen it, you know, continue through the MCU. Again, like you're saying, Swain, I, 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 I can already sense it. If we don't get that dance. At the end, I think if we do get it, I'm gonna cry right I, now. Yeah, oh, I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a, a grown man in there bursting out in tears. Yeah, but they have to do it. They have to. 
I mean, do, could 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 that be something where when they get the time stone, that they send yeah. him back? Well, the quantum realm and just the other because think about it. The, with the multiverse, there has to be a multiverse. Okay, I know this is way off topic. Yeah, but it's fine. There has, it's fine. There has to be a multiverse out there where Cap didn't ditch the plane and lived out his life with Peggy, and like there's an old version of Cap and Peggy in present time. There's got to be. There yeah. has to be. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think of dumb stuff like that. I, I but yeah, uh, I, I they, they I have to pay that off in Endgame though. They have to. Mm. Would it be in it? Well, yeah, I would hope they would do it in Endgame. Maybe like you know, you remember like Lord of the Rings, like the 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 final movie, like Return of the King. There's like seven endings. Like it yeah. just never ended. That's yeah, what we yeah. need for each each hero in the movie. Give us that. Just give me the Return of the King ending where it's like we'll see Peggy and Cap dancing. You know, we see uh, Pepper and Tony go and have a baby. Like just showing all these little things at the end, man, just to make everybody be happy at the end. That's what we want, especially coming off. Uh, Infinity War and how sad everybody was after that. Uh, all right. Well, anything else for Captain America and the I, First Avenger? I, I will just say that I really – I always liked the First Avenger. I know there's a lot of people, ah, it wasn't that good. It was boring, whatever. But I remember going to see it at the theater, and I had a good time with it. And like you said, the way they ended it, the after credits leading right into the Avengers, it was the perfect stinger for it, I yep. felt. I, I, I really enjoyed Agreed. it. Agreed. Yep. What about you, Swain? It's it's one of those ones I I haven't gone back to a lot, but every time I do, I'm happy that I did, mm-hmm. and it's a great movie. It's it's a really great movie, and I will probably spend more time with it. I I usually judge it on whether or not I buy it, and I haven't bought uh, the first Avenger, so gotcha. But I did, you know, uh, I did just listen to the director's commentary, and it's like, oh man, I would love to see, you know all the other extras and stuff yep. for like behind the scenes. So. I think that's it. A lot of these earlier movies now you can appreciate more knowing where everything goes. You know, I think back like, I, honestly, when I saw this the first time, I was kind of like, all right, well, that was cool. You know, it was interesting. Cap seems like he could be a tough guy, but I was so caught up in Tony Stark as Iron Man. It was like, like kind of like you said, Paris, like how can he be the leader of the Avengers? But now you go back and knowing everything that happens, and the same thing was even with Thor or, or even Hulk even almost to the point where it's like I can go back and, and appreciate these movies now more than I did when I originally saw them. So I think going back and rewatching them is, is a great thing to do right now. It's a lot richer yep. knowing what happens. Yep, definitely. But all right. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at MCU Rewatch. And you can send us an email, mcurewatch at gmail.com. And whatever you're, however you're listening to the show. Uh, leave us a review and like the podcast on that service and help spread the word if you have some friends who are looking for a way to get through the MCU. We, of course, have them covered, so uh, help spread the word about the podcast. And with that, everybody, thank you here as always for tuning in and making us a part of your week. And with that, we will catch you next episode. Later. Later.